All right, welcome to another episode or another version of Acquisitions Anonymous vignettes. Uh, we are experimenting with publishing more frequently, and we are doing these interstitial episodes where we bring a guest on and we talk about topics, uh, interesting topics that have been submitted to us on Twitter uh, about kind of things people are experiencing in real life uh, as they try to buy businesses or run them. And our topic for this week is an interesting one. Uh, was submitted on Twitter, and the question is. As I'm trying to learn a new industry or a new target business, how do I figure out what metrics matter and what levels are quote unquote good for those metrics? You know, you might, you might wonder, you know, what are good gross margins for this industry? And this person says, but every time I ask, I find everybody in the industry is cagey and doesn't want to share their metrics with me. So when I enter a new industry or I'm indulging a new business, how do I learn what metrics matter and what benchmarks I should be using for kind of market in those metrics? Um, so that's going to be our topic for today. Michael, you've been nodding your head vigorously. I think I think you have thoughts or tricks. It's just because I'm just excited to be here. That's why. Well, so I have a bunch and I've done a bunch of these. So I'll, I'll just throw out one to get us started. One of the ones I like a lot for metrics and, and benchmarks is actually if you can go find a public company that's parallel to what you're doing. So, for example, when we started an education company eight years ago, one of the things we went and did was look at all of the the public company filings um, to understand what percentage of revenue they were spending on marketing. And it was actually ended up being like double what I thought was high for us. They were all spending close to 20% um, for some of the more aggressive ones. So that's trick number one. Like if you can go find a parallel public company that's already doing what you're doing and see what they're spending on it, that gives you a great kind of leg up to, to start with those types of numbers to see what their KPIs are. Now, if they're public, they're probably a lot bigger than you. So you have to take that with a grain of salt, but it gives you a good place to start in terms of researching things. Yep. The, the old public comps. And that we learn on investment banking if, if there are junior investment bankers listening. One of my favorite tricks is, to get somebody to talk is if you approach anybody in an industry and say, what's your gross margin? They're going to go, eh, I don't think I want to tell this guy. Like, what, what are his purposes? You know, what's going to use this information for? Is he going to use it to compete with me, et cetera? So instead, you should frame it as, uh, hey, Mr. Operator Guy. I've looked at a lot of businesses in this space, and I find that the best ones have gross margins of 80% or more. Does that jive with your experience? Now, you don't actually have to have any inside information at all. You can pick that number out of thin air, because if his gross margins are better than 80%, he now has the opportunity to brag and say how his margins are better than the best ones that you've ever seen in the industry. If his margins are worse, he now has the opportunity to tell you you're stupid and have bad information. Either thing is very tempting, um, right? To tell you you're wrong or to brag about their own business. So now you've kind of set up this Sophie's choice where he's got to tell you and won't be able to resist. Uh, yeah. So that that's how you frame it to get people to leak. I love that one. You asked the question without actually asking the question. So there's another one, which I also like. And then to be a good host, I'm going to let Mitchell actually talk. But the other one is to do a version of that on Twitter, which is you go to the old school, write the wrong answer on Twitter and and see what people tell you. Because shockingly enough, some of those anonymous accounts actually know what they're talking about on Twitter. So I'm a huge fan of one of the things I've done to learn about industries. Like we started a coffee business and incubated that in 2020. I learned a lot by just writing stupid stuff on, on Twitter. Uh, and people come out of the woodwork. And I found stuff about case studies on Dutch Brothers and all this different type of stuff that you, ne you I never would have found unless I was being public and stupid. 
So highly recommend that as another technique to find about the kind of industry norms. <laughs> Public, yeah, it, just bait people to correct you. People love to correct other people. <laughs> they love it. They love it. I would um, yeah. say w- one thing. I was listening to an episode and Mills was talking about how he approached the leader of the entire trade organization of roofers in America. And I mean, if you can go find somebody like that, you can go look in trade journals. I mean, we have the CPA journal of accountancy and we, and we have society of CPAs. And I mean, they put together pretty well-funded, exhaustive studies with tons of participants that create kind of really long reports about, you know, how CPA firms work and the metrics of of the inputs of employee numbers and gross margins and costs of of every sort. So, I I mean, I know that's a simple answer, but the other thing you can do is beyond going to... um, public comps, you can go start looking at private comps at biz by sell and micro acquire and, and all of there's more information available today than there's ever been of what competitors are selling for him and what their financials look like. Yeah. Sites of NDAs. Look at their, look at their financials (laughs) for sure. Yeah. (laughs) Be quiet about them. Then shut up. Yeah. Hey everybody, Michael here. We have an advertiser for today's podcast. It's the David C. Barnett uh, Small Business and Deal Making and M&A podcast. So David is the distinction of our number one Canadian, Canadian sponsor. Uh, and it's a podcast all for people who are interested in buying, selling, financing, and managing small and medium-sized businesses. And he focuses on a lot of really, I think, great tactical and strategic issues here. Buying in an industry when you don't have any experience, broker commission when there's a seller note and all that kind of stuff. So thanks to David for supporting uh, the episode today. And so David is doing a special deal for our listeners. You can get a free copy of his book, 21 Stupid Things People Do When Trying to Buy a Business. And you can download that when you um, go to the link in our show notes. And it's on his Gumroad site um, where he has some stuff around that. And uh, so check that link below. And thanks again to David and his podcast for sponsoring our podcast and our never-ending quest to break even. So have a great day. Another fun, tricky one where you can find the information is, and sometimes it's, it's dated, but, you know, Stanford Graduate School of Business, all, all the case study-centric uh, business schools are routinely publishing case studies on industries and businesses. So, um, you know, you can find really special businesses like the Shimano business or Dutch Brothers, but then they have random ones on like, you know, Joe's shoe manufacturing. Um, and it can give you a lot of history around those things as well in terms of the KPIs that matter and what's what are the industry norms and what's best in class. I mean, also, yep. if you're going to go as far as to go buy a business out there, you're, you're looking to really spend that kind of money or that kind of effort or that make that commitment. It's like, go to a coffee shop, close your eyes, pull out a sheet of paper and start drawing mm-hmm. what you think the business might look like and everything you could imagine would go into it and figure out how right you are <laughs> and then start looking at other opinions and and. Just to your point, Bill, of what a public, you know, company's PE will look like could be very, very, very different than what a small business's PE might look like. So it, 
you have to just go, hey, we want a, a million dollars of revenue. And to do that, we think we need uh, office admin and this person and that person and just start roughly drawing out costs. And, and that's the dumbest way to get there that will actually almost get you there sometimes as well. But, it, you know. Yeah, I think it's it's so much easier to go to somebody and say, I think this is the answer. Can you yeah. help me dial in the real answer versus what's the answer, right? You, yeah, you go to somebody and say, it. what's the answer? Not only do they think you're lazy, you they wonder if you're pumping them from information or you know whatever it might be. But if you go to them and say, I think it seems to me most businesses in this industry, you know, turn their inventory six times a year. You know, does that does that make sense? Like, are most better or worse? Like, why? You know, that's a specific question that someone can answer. And I, I, you'll find people much more receptive. The other people that are really total blabbermouths besides the industry association people are the suppliers, especially supplier salespeople. So like I've, I learned very quickly that food service supplier people, they are some chatty suckers and they will tell you everything. It's, it's fascinating. They're like, oh, so-and-so is doing really well here. They're doing poorly here. You know, it's just like, and what, what should we price this? They'll be like, oh yeah, I have an opinion on that because... I don't know why they're just nosy people all up in their customers' business. Maybe, maybe their bosses are telling them, "Look, to sell these, to sell these cups, you really need to understand and get in the head of your of your customers." I don't know why it is, but they will blabber like nobody's business. You just gotta just gotta ask and listen. Um, it's fascinating. Mm-hmm. And then you gotta figure out which of stuff they're telling you is total lies. Which that's the other, that's another yeah, thing hearsay or they don't know. Yeah. Yeah, that's another like thing you'll learn very quickly. There's like a definite fog of war in business. And, you know, like this idea that a good 75 or even 50% of the stuff you hear is going to be total crap. So you should just be really cognizant if you hear from one person like, oh, you know, 90% gross margins and 150% annual growth are pretty standard in this industry. Like if you hear that, like get it corroborated. Like, and, and I was thinking that. Yeah, Bill, when you throw out the 80% gross margin and the guy's actually 40 and he goes, yeah, yeah, 80, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> I have one of the best businesses, 80, you know, but and, uh, there is that. <laughs> and sometimes it's unintentional. You ask somebody like, oh, what's your gross margin? And they'll tell you like, uh, like, oh, it's 20%. And really, they're just calculating it wrong. It's really eighty percent, or vice versa. Um, so yeah, you gotta you gotta just totally listen to what the source is. So I have another one that works incredibly well: is going to find like the the old gray hair in your industry, somebody who did it for thirty or forty years. Uh, and knows everybody, knows where all the bones are buried. They're the ones that'll tell you like stories from the seventies, like, you know, oh, like we used to go crazy and that, you know, <laughs> getting those permits and stuff like that. Or we used to have to go in person for things like those are the, those are great folks that they're happy to help. And a lot of times they know stuff and they're, they, a lot of them, if they're retired, they got nothing but time. They'll sit down and help you and, and tell you what you need to know about stuff. They might even pull out like old P&Ls and those sort of things to, to be very useful. Again, the danger there, you got to watch out what somebody learned doing business when, you know, fax machines and telexes were, you know, were the rage uh, is totally different than today's kind of modern environment. So uh, you got to just be be mindful of what you're hearing and, and interpret it appropriately. All right. Well, no need to belabor the point. 
Um, so I think there's a bunch of good tips if you're trying to get a new industry. Uh, or we just go on Twitter and tweet people. People love to tweet. <laughs> yeah. And so do we. So you can find us on Twitter um, at Aqu- Aquanon or uh, each of us, uh, Bill D.A., uh, Mitchell Baldridge, and Michael Gurdley. We'll see you guys in the next episode.